and he's going to house it. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your NASCAR DFS and betting home. That is Brian Twining in his brand new uh, Christopher Busher hat, who happens to uh, have performed very nicely today. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. Uh, Brian Twining, your your hat collection grows by the day, <laughs> and you just sent me a screenshot of one more on the way. I mean, at some point, like you got you got to slow down, right? Or are you just gonna keep firing and see what happens? Well, from from hats to diecast cars to jumping more more and more into i racing, like I. I am doing something I would have never thought in a million years I would be doing. And even my wife thinks that she she married somebody different sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because of how excited I am about NASCAR now. Like, it's just, it's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, the bug really got us. Um, what a wild time. Uh, who would have thought? But, right? yeah, so uh, it's All-Star Weekend. Um, it's been interesting uh obviously there's a lot of people um on twitter that aren't loving what's happening and i think i don't know it's an interesting spot right because nascar is in a spot where it's not a real race but and the track's wet so they're running the rain tires and some of the drivers feel like they could have ran the slicks and been fine and um, you know, it, it's really just more of a qualifying. They're not set it there. You know, the actual race is obviously going to be on Sunday for a million dollars. All that said. So, uh, before we jump in though, a couple things, uh, there was an issue with the video uploading on YouTube. So sorry for the delay on that, but we did get it out. Uh, I also want to update everybody. Uh, we are live on Spotify, including full video. So if you're on the move and you can't get to youtube but you want to check out uh the latest episode we are going to be posting to spotify as well so make sure uh you subscribe over there if you uh are a podcast fan i thought i wanted to give people more avenues to check out the show obviously the youtube uh or the video version is the best we share screens we do all the stuff but um you know we understand people's lives are busy and can't catch it all so wanted to provide an opportunity so uh if the podcast isn't showing up um in a place you'd like to see it please let me know let us know down in the comments we can make that happen but uh brian twining we are gonna do our normal shtick uh talk some DraftKings, uh update our betting card uh all the good stuff but it is an interesting spot because we watched qualifying (laughs) yep uh on rain tires and they'll be running slicks tomorrow and there wasn't as much competition um you know some of the guys fell back a little bit but if you got to clean air and that's kind of been the thing for every race if you get to clean air these cars fly um and you just kind of do your thing and whatnot but i guess we did get qualifying on the slicks or the uh, practice rather. So at least we got some data, but I guess where's your head at as of right now and kind of your thoughts as we head into uh, the actual race tomorrow. Well, I mean, we, we talked about it uh, before jumping on here and I, I was in a short conversation on Twitter with somebody about this same thing, but 
in in my opinion, from what we saw today during the heat races, yes, the racing sucked. I mean, there really wasn't passing. But who's going to be aggressive for qualifying heats when they're going to be running these cars tomorrow? And everybody understands, you know, the assignment here. It's let's not be stupid and wreck our cars for no damn reason for a non-points <laughs> earning race. That being said, tomorrow's an entire different story. There's going to be a million dollars on the line. We're going to have double the amount of cars on track at one time than we saw today with 10 yeah. and 11 guys during the heats. And you're going to see people try to jump into the high groove or the low groove, and they're going to be pushing people out of the way. You saw it multiple times during the heat race where Chase Briscoe, for instance, had plenty of opportunities to push Joey Logano into the wall and just tell him to get the hell out of here. And he didn't do it because what what good would it have done him other than just piss Joey Logano off for yeah. once the regular season resumes? Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great point. And like you mentioned, like when the million dollars is on the line, especially towards the end of the race, I bet we get a lot more aggressive, but you know, that they're, they understand the assignment. Yeah. I also think it's important to note too, tomorrow during the race, we're going to have green flag pit stops. Yeah. So the field is going to get cycled. There's going to be some wonky stuff happening. Like today, they were they're non-competitive pit stops. Yep. And I also think the open will uh, give us a little bit of a idea too, because they are going to be racing for spots in the main race. So yes, I think we. I'm I'm a little bummed that we didn't get get it today. You know that they shove it all into Sunday, and I get it. They want to you know, maximize the entertainment or whatever, but it would be nice to know who's in the field. So when we do this, you know, all that stuff. It does kind um, of suck too, just to be, before we uh, pivot off of there, like for the open drivers, not only do they have to win their open race, they have to, their car has to survive. And then they have to start from the rear of the yeah. field in the all-star race on a vehicle that already ran whatever they're running during the open would be at a hundred laps or I think it's like 80 laps or something, but yeah. like they are at such a disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. It really sucks for, for the people running in the open and obviously two lucky drivers plus the fan vote will get through. So we'll fill out the, fill out the uh, field. But yeah, we have three people who are going to be running on questionable cars and hopefully, you know, nothing crazy happens at the end where they, you know, they're, they're all of a sudden running on a three wheeler and trying to make it work for the start of the race. I, so. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that happened last year where somebody got, where somebody wrecked Yeah. and they either couldn't advance to the all-star race or they had to start the race with a, there was a big, race. there was a big wreck at the end. I remember Reddick was part of it. Um, I'm not sure who it was Austin Dillon or something. Maybe. Yeah. I, I but yeah, like so, it's going to be interesting to watch the open, and I really think, um, if the odds are still out there, which obviously they should be, but who the hell knows how these sports books are doing this this week? Um, but I think watching the open is going to be a lot more telling as to the type of racing we're going to see for the All Star race than anything we saw today. So yeah, like, just personally, I'm not going to get too crazy on anything <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, and Brian and I, uh, if you're following the show on Twitter, if you're following us on Twitter, we'll try and give out some thoughts um, as we get better ideas. We'll obviously give you some ideas today of what we're thinking, where our head's at. Uh, we're going to try and build the DraftKings lineup. Obviously, it's it's in interesting because there is some guys in the open that are going to be compelling targets. At the same time, like Brian mentioned, they're going to be running on cars that already ran in the race. 
So obviously the experience on the track's nice, but uh, some of the other guys with their with the opportunities today and in practice got similar experience, and then their cars are going to be a little bit behind the eight ball. So we'll have some decisions to make for sure. Um, so let me throw up DraftKings, and we can look at some pricing, and we can try and make some decisions. Um, like Brian said, I think it's going to be a light week in general. Just no point in getting ahead of our skis and, and forcing stuff that just does not need to happen. Um, so Kyle Larson is the only 10K guy this week, uh, starting 16th. Harvick starting 15th at 9,900. Logano starting third, 97. Chris Bell starting seventh at 95. Truex and then Byron. I guess from a construction standpoint, Brian, like we saw how important getting to clean air is. We saw some of the guys that were really fast in practice. How comfortable should you be with guys that are kind of in the rear? You know, obviously we saw some people make it through the field and we know in their heats, there wasn't a ton of cars, so it's hard to judge a ton, but, um, I guess, where's your head at? And then, uh, who is somebody that's interesting in that, you know, basically nine K range and above. Well, yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting because having double the amount of cars on there, if you start in the rear and, you know, say you miss a corner, just, just one just one corner you're at risk of being lapped within yeah. you know 15 laps at 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 North Wilkesboro from what we saw today during the trucks like it only took 20 laps for them to get to 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 get to the lap cars and i mean these guys are going to be just the same if not better so i mean you cannot make any mistakes if you're starting at the rear of the field here and i feel like that's the risk of DFS this week even going with the Kyle Larson who Say he gets muddled up in traffic and you know starts beating and banging early, trying to maneuver his way to the front. He could be vulnerable, yeah. to, you know, early here. Yeah, obviously dominated the truck race, so that was a good thing to see. But um, you know, his practice wasn't very impressive. Like he he was slow in practice. He didn't look very comfortable. Um, obviously, a guy that many expected to be really really strong this weekend. So. Um, it was a little frustrating to see, but uh, I i mean, I, I don't know. Do you think people are going to kind of fade him or do you think expectations of him and how he won the truck race, he's going to be super popular? Yeah, I feel like Kyle Larson will still be pretty heavily rostered this yeah. week. I mean, he's the fact that he won the truck race at a track that nobody has ran in 27 years. I mean, just goes to show you how good of a driver he is. Yeah. And it, it really uh solidifies what we were talking about earlier in the week that coming out of this weekend Kyle Larson should be an every week add to your card no matter what the line is especially if they're still going to start offering him to open weeks at 5 or 6 to 1 yeah yeah um if you are feeling Larson each and every week uh grab him early cuz that number is going to crash uh, so if not Larson, uh, are you going to Harvick? Do you interest in Truex? Maybe his teammate, William Byron, um, you know, Denny, I, I, well, he's actually in the next range, so I'll wait for him. But I guess if you are pivoting off of Larson, expecting a lot of ownership to go there, where do you go? Is it somebody in this range or do we, should we go down to the 8K range and talk about a few of those names? So... Somebody that kind of piqued my interest coming into the week was Christopher Bell. I think he's really intriguing starting seventh. He's got a nice track position. He put on a show. He he was one of the guys who 
if this was a real race, he probably would have been moving two to three cars out of his way uh, during his heat. And then the Kevin Harvick thing, like he was great during practice. Obviously they're going to be running slicks tomorrow or so we hope. Um, And on the slicks, he's, he's going to be much better than what he showed today. And I mean, us, us old farts, like we don't like change. And you could tell right from the get go, Kevin Harvick was not excited about running the wet weather tires. So yeah, it was uh, funny that it was Harvick and Denny exactly. and all the olds that were yep. real mad about it. Yeah. It's all the old, it's all the old folks like, what is this crap? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, so I would almost rather go with Harvick over Larson just to kind of maybe buck the trend of what regular people are going to do. No. However, it I is would, Kevin Harvick weekend. He's running the 29 car. Like it, you know, I'm curious to see if maybe he actually out rosters Kyle Larson for that fact. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's a good call. Um, I like, I like Byron some, but the Hendrick guys kind of in general were very underwhelming. I'm with you on Christopher Bell. He's on my card. I like him a lot. Yeah. He looked uh, good. Hart- Harvick's fine. Let's dive into the 8K range because I think that's where things get real interesting. Denny, li- like him a lot too, starting at 8,800, starting 9th. Uh, Ross, 18th, 8,600 is interesting, but like you mentioned, can easily get behind the 8-ball and all of a sudden he's down a couple laps. And we uh, know he- how not safe of yeah. a driver he is, so... Yeah, he's somebody that if you get close towards the end, maybe he's more interesting. But if he makes some dumb decisions early yeah. trying to make it up, especially if he gets lapped pretty quickly, I could see him making some dumb decisions. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, he did get much faster as practice went along. Um, so his longer run speed is good. So we'll be interesting to see um, how many laps they can keep going out there and not have yeah. you know cautions and all kinds of issues. Um, Josh Berry, we're still waiting to see if he even gets in the field, but based on the way the Hendrick guys are driving, I don't know that I'm not necessarily as excited about him as I, as I kind of was when we had our initial conversation, Chase is starting 13th. Um, the the one thing though, I, I almost feel like Josh Berry, if he does what's expected of him during the open race, he's going to have a high roster percentage because that means that he's going to look really good. Yeah in that race with along with Ty Gibbs and they're going to be starting at the rear of the field. So I almost feel like if you're in a GPP lineup, I almost feel like you'd want to avoid those guys because they're going to be pretty heavily rostered knowing they're starting from the, from the rear. I think that's a good call, especially if they look dominant in the open race. Yeah. Cause I could see those two guys jumping out to, you know, kind of creating separation and, Mm. and being awesome. Um, Ty Gibbs. I, I liked him to win the race. Uh, Obviously his, uh, pit crew was really good so they got him um on the pole for tomorrow so that's good to see maybe he uh, gets us now yeah well he i mean he's always got us brian that's the thing about him <laughs> um and then the dinger is also uh is also in, in the um wait and see mode so obviously you know the nice thing is for everybody else listening you don't ha- you'll have a much clearer picture of uh where you're gonna start everybody and uh, who actually made it out of um, out of the open? But uh, we wanted to get this out and get it to you, so you guys could make some decisions. Um, you know, and obviously, like I said, we'll we'll try and tweet some stuff out and uh, share some thoughts as the as the day rolls along. So, 
Um, beyond Barry Bryan, uh, we have Chase starting 13th. He's kind of interesting if you want to go to the, the Hendrick route. Um, I, I guess where is your head at in the 8K range beyond kind of the Hendrick guys? Honestly, uh, so I like Denny starting ninth. Like uh, no. the JGR guys for me are going to be really strong. Uh, we saw it in practice, and I feel like that's so far that's the best indication that we're going to get of how these guys are going to look on the track uh, on Sunday. Because again, today really didn't say much other than either like backing up speed that they showed or just track position overall winning outright. And then from the guys that you can see on this list right there, I would just go all the way to the bottom and snag Tyler Reddick starting 20th at 7,700 because he was one of the fastest cars during practice. And again, in that Toyota camp, basically running J I mean, it's 2311, but basically 23 uh, JGR. So for me, it, it would be Reddick over either Barry or Ty Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think that that's a good way to pivot as we kind of go into this range. Um, Kyle Busch, Ryan Priest, uh, the aforementioned Tyler Reddick, Almarola, we'll see. Uh, Ryan Blaney looks great. He is super fast. And he's due. <laughs> uh, it's time for him to win. He is yep. absolutely going to be in my lineup. Um, you know, he was third after 15 laps, first after 20, 25, and 30. Um and yeah, I just, I'm excited about what he can do. And I don't have to worry about, you know, with the shorter race, the, the chances of nonsense happening to him early is uh, hopefully out of the way. That said, they are going to have green flag pit stops. So. Oh God. He is so toast. <laughs> uh, the RFK guys, Brad Keselowski was really good. Um, obviously we'll see um, what he looks like on slicks, but Again, uh, another oldie who was not right fantastic on the no, on the wet tire. but did get better between five, ten, and fifteen laps. Yeah. So that is something to think about. Um, the seven K range, keep rolling into the sixth. As you mentioned, Chase Briscoe finished uh, starting fifth. Suarez on the pole. We'll see about you know some of the guys that are still waiting to get in. Um, Gilliland actually picked up some decent speed. It was still not super fast, but got better. Justin Haley didn't run very, very, very many laps consistently. Um, so kind of a mixed bag in this range. Are you interested in any, like is Suarez somebody as we, you know, talk six K guys that, you know, gets out, get to an early lead. You don't have to like, there's going to be so many, um, there's, you know, it's a shorter race getting those dominator points early might be really important. Of the guys starting on the front row, quite honestly, I got to back, uh, the, the namesake of the hat I'm wearing, Chris Busher. I mean, it, it, it was probably pretty pronounced the difference in the two heats and heat two was probably a stronger than heat one. Busher also looked really good during practice, posting like the fifth and sixth fastest times over the 20 and 25 lap averages. So, I mean, the speed is clearly there for his car and it's not just the wet, the wet weather uh, yeah. tires. And the only thing about him though, is that, starting on the slicks and starting on the outside of the front row, because I could only assume Suarez is going to take the inside. He's going to have to get down quick because you well, saw it's already, it. it's already determined, right? 
Well, I think the I think the pole sitter gets to decide if he wants to start on the inside or the outside. No, I think it's I think uh, I think the the winner. I think pole. I think it's the first um, the first heat was to decide the. Oh, end. that's right. That was the inside row. You're right. Inside row, and then yeah. Yeah, you're right. So okay, so there, like there you go. So Busher is either going to have to get a great jump from the get. Or he's going to have to get down immediately because yeah. you saw it during both heat races. If you're stuck on the outside, you're getting trained right. on the inside. Like, jump. But he, like like you mentioned, was really fast. Um, if you look at his practice speeds, he was third, third, second, fourth, and fifth uh, in 5, 10, 15, 20, and 25. So really fast over the long run. Uh, RFK boys look really good, even with Brad Keselowski hitting his tires. <laughs> um so yeah i think that i think that is an interesting call i think both those guys are really compelling you know jump to the front take the lead as you mentioned starting on the inside is a, a little bit of a benefit and if you know he gets stuck on the outside that line doesn't move quite as fast so um are you interested in chandler smith or justin haley or even michael mcdowell if for some reason uh, they're one of the cars that ends up getting in, or is this really? I just don't know if their equipment, along yeah. with like the combination of their equipment and their their talent. I mean, all these guys are incredibly talented. Don't get me wrong, but starting from the rear of the field, seeing how difficult it is yeah. to you know work your way through the field, I just don't think that they have the the ability to make any noise in in a race like this. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that's an, a, a good point. It's kind of like Eric Jones and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Like I have zero interest in having them in any any way, shape, or form. DFS yeah. betting, like I'm fading the hell out of them. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good call. Uh, I will say um, Almarola at 7,500, assuming he gets in, could be really interesting. Um, was tenth in five in five lap, but fifth in ten lap fourth in four uh in 15 seventh like he got as the the longer he ran the better he got so um he is somebody that i'm not opposed to going with uh that being said brian let's build a lineup and see what we can get to so um the two guys for me though there i guess there's three that are most compelling uh christopher bell starting seven adam, adam. okay yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Ryan Blaney starting 11th. I'll never, you know, I'll never argue against Ryan Blaney. Um, and then Tyler Reddick starting 20th. Get put him in there. Okay, perfect. I'm Love glad it. we're on the same page. So, question is, do we want to go with your RFK boy and uh, put some Christopher Busher? Or do we I mean, to... if this is a GPP lineup, I can assure you that he's probably not going to be that that heavily rostered. So, I think he can get to the front. I think he can dominate early, and I think he could be somebody you want to have a piece of. Let's so we have, you know, a lot of flexibility. Um, we could go with Harvick or Truex. Logano was fast. If we want another guy near the front. Denny Hamlin, I think we both were simpatico there. I'm okay adding Denny. I think he's got a good shot here. And honestly, I don't mind leaving a little cash on the table with a smaller field, especially because a lot of these 
you know, questionable guys are going to be eliminated. So we're going to have to find a, a way to be a little unique. Do we want to double up on RFK? Um, do we want to, you said no Stenhouse, no Eric Jones. No. Um, I mean, Ross is an option. It feels really dangerous, but could it's be It's extremely dangerous. Um, I mean, I don't mind doubling up on the RFK guys because you know I think that's the move. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the move. I think there is, like, if if I'm building multiple lineups, I think there is some that I build more heavy with, like, kind of of back-of-the-pack guys. I just, like, we talked about a bunch. I am concerned they get lapped down early. I am concerned that it's harder for them to get up where they need to be and then all of a sudden they're getting involved in accidents and um it's you know even with green flag pit stops they're still having struggles to get to the 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 lead lap and stay there yeah and the one thing too about starting in the back at a track like this um for instance like say like tyler reddick he he's he was fast at practice he was really fast but there is definitely a world where he gets trapped behind slower cars who are holding him up and yeah. actually cause him to get lapped. Like that's, and that's the danger in starting guy and grabbing guys. And look where he's sandwiched. Room. He's sandwiched between spin outs and Eric Jones <laughs> and the open and, guys. Are right and Ross Jastain is 18. So he's just like ready to get like caught up in something. So exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's a good call. Let's say the lineup. Um, so my card is a lot heavier than Brian's at this point. We'll talk about kind of thoughts. Uh, right at this point when we're recording, Caesar's basically the only one with, with full odds. So we're just going to use their live odds and talk about that. And then, uh, you know, if you guys find better numbers based on what we're saying, or you want feedback on what you find, let us know down in the comments. We're happy to, to chat it up. So I have Blaney at 18. I think he's really fast. I think this is a spot where he wins. Uh, I took Byron at 10 and Christopher Bell at 9. Those are my three outrights. I did Logano over Kyle Busch as my best bet. I have Ty Gibbs to win the Open um, at plus 420. And then I have Justin Haley to top three at 425. Uh, Brian has Blaney as well. And then he has Bubba over Keselowski, which we'll see how that works out. At this point, I think uh, Brad looks pretty solid, but, you know, Brad is also one of those guys that doesn't mind uh, pushing and uh, getting into a little bit of a skirmish. So we'll <laughs> see. Uh, we'll see come come race day what that what ends up happening. So let's look at the odds as they sit now. Uh, Suarez is the favorite, and then Busher, and then Byron. Um, pretty interesting to see the movement. Obviously, the books really understand that if you're in the front, how important that is. Yep. Um, I don't know that we're betting Suarez or Busher or even Byron at this point. Yeah, and it's. It, I just wanted to mention this something I mentioned to Kyle before jumping on here. I would rather take all of my uh, money for this event and bet Daniel Suarez and Christopher Busher not to win the race. Yeah. Than to take my entire allotment and place it on actual outrights for the week. Like that's it. I. I don't see a world where either Christopher Busher or Daniel Suarez wins the race. Now, Busher can finish inside the top 10, finish inside the top five, sure. But I just, over 200 laps, I don't know if either of those guys are strong enough to be able to hold back the entire field of 
the top 23 drivers in the yeah. sport right now or the top 24 so if they are not who is garnering the most interest because obviously we got some good numbers like 11 to 1 on a kyle larson is a steal oh, give me give me christopher bell at 10 to 1 okay uh, I have him at nine. I'm I'm gonna sit with that. Uh, I like that a lot. I think Logano eight and a half is fine. I know he's your arch nemesis, but I think he makes sense. Uh, Kyle Larson at eleven to one is really compelling. He's he is just that good of a driver. Oh, for uh, sure. And it's hard to you know it's hard to envision him having a ton of issues, but you know he he has had his moments where he hasn't looked great. So. Uh, I wouldn't fault anybody who doesn't take him, but 11 to 1. I mean, I have three guys on my card, so it's hard for me to add more. Luckily, well, I think it's also interesting with, with Kyle Larson. Um, you saw it in the truck race where he was kind of mired back, you know, middle of the pack for a little while, and he was able to work his way up to the front. But I, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of drivers in the truck series are probably like, oh shit, that's Kyle Larson. Like, Let's yeah. give him respect. Whereas in the cup series, none of these guys are going to be afraid of any one of their competitors and they're not going to give them room. They're not going to allow them to, you know, bully them on the track. So Kyle Larson maneuvering his way from 16th to win this race is going to be one hell of a feat. And I don't put it past him, but it's just, it's not looking great. I put it on the card. I can't help myself. I just, we're so used to seeing fives and sixes and sevens with him even. I think there was an eight when we when we were talking on one Wednesday. True. Uh, Eleven to one is just too long for a guy who's as good as he is. And maybe it's a dumb move, but like you mentioned, he's just so dominant, it's hard to not bet him. Um anybody like Ross Chastain at eighteen, but he's starting far back. I don't know. I mean Brian Blaney. I think Blaney's interesting at twenty. If if you didn't get it early because we had it at eighteen, like I'm I'm not gonna add it again, but I'm adding it again. <laughs> I'm Blaney is winning this race, and if I can get twenty to one on him, I'm gonna add it. I'm you know I only added a quarter unit when we talked earlier. I'm I'm adding my another another quarter unit to get me up to a half a unit on him. I have a half a unit on Larson, Bell, and Byron, so two full units on my outright card. Like, I'm fine with that. Reddick at 40 is interesting. I was just going to say, there's, so there's two right there. Uh, I'm actually going to add, just for the hell of it, both 2311 guys at their numbers for a quarter yeah. unit each, just to give me a full unit on outrights for the week. I think Reddick of the guys that are like 20 to 1, like, for him to be 40 when... Bubba and Blaney and Kozlowski and Harvick are all like around 20. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he's starting 20th. Yeah, but like Harvick starting, what, 18th or 17th or something? Yeah. 15th? I don't know. I, yeah, I think I mean, he's starting 15th. It's just too far. It's just too big of a number for how talented he is and how fast he was. But... Um. Yeah. Oh, see. Yeah. See, like, let let's look at these head to heads because I think there's opportunity here. 
Busher at minus 145 probably makes sense. Um, Tyler Reddick at plus 135 against Ryan Blaney. I know I, th- I said he's going to win the race. Again, like, though, it like I just added him to the card, but I'm telling you, there is. I'm so worried that Eric Jones and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. are going to cause like a within yeah. the first five laps, they're going to be spinning or yeah. something or hitting the wall or just holding everybody up to the point that by that time, both Chris Busher and Daniel Suarez are fast enough in order to get to them and yeah. be, be close to la- like. I think that's definitely possible. If you want to fade Suarez and fade Busher, you can do it with some head-to-heads. You can take Briscoe plus 120 to beat Suarez. I can't um, bet Briscoe in anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> we did that, and we got burned. Yeah. Uh, Larson over Chastain, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that that's a fun one. Did you get a good number? What was your number? Oh, you. yeah, you got minus... Oh, I got minus 110, so now it's a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit better. Would you bet that again, knowing what we know now? Yeah, I think Bubba was fine during practice. And it, look, Bubba Wallace is not the greatest short track driver, but he's no. also not the greatest uh, driver on a lot of the tracks that he's run of late and finished inside the top five yeah. or finished inside the top ten. Like He's clearly a different guy yeah. right he's, now than what we've seen. He's evolving significantly as a driver. Yeah. Um, the top three market, obviously a, a less, a smaller offering this week, but, um, still opportunities. Um, Larson at plus three twenty to top three is interesting. I feel like I should double up. Yeah. All right. There, there is one more I'm going to, uh, add. I'm going to add that Denny over William Byron matchup. Yeah, I don't fault you for that. If I didn't have him on my outright card, I would uh, I would probably join you on that. Just because it's plus money, and Denny, Denny likes his short tracks, and he said he liked his car on for practice. So, um, and then Ryan Blaney is plus five fifty. I think he can win the race, but I'm going to give myself a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a, a buffer in case he doesn't. And, Get second for some reason. Uh, what's the red dog to top ten to one? <sighs> the number is good, but I I wanted some Reddick exposure. I'm not betting the 40 to 1 as nice as that is. I'm just curious. Like, okay, so it's really interesting to me that I understand that this is an exhibition event, but with the million dollars on the line, I feel like last year's all-star race was fairly competitive from a novice's standpoint of myself. So, I mean, I don't think these guys are going to be taking it all that easy. And I'm just curious as to why the odds are posted as they are, because if this were a regular season race, a points garnering race, and this was the starting grid, no way is Tyler Reddick, who's starting 20th, even if the field is only 24 cars, is going to be 40 to 1. Yeah. 
So I'm saying, like, I think the books, and maybe we'll end up looking silly, um, but I think the books are giving us some value, and I think we need to jump on it. Like, I obviously, like I said, like, I'm not going to get crazy this week, but my just... card is already far too crazy, but I think <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly fine oh, with it. Like Blaney, Bell, Larson and Byron are my, are my four outrights. I put two units on that whole, on all of that to win. And then I have my Logano over Kyle Bush. I have two open race bets. And then I have Larson and Blaney who I've outrights on to top three. And then I have the Reddick because it's 10 to 1. Yeah, yeah, that's a good number on the top three for sure. So, I don't know. And after all, I did dig, dig myself out of my hole and had a killer week that uh, last week. So it's time to give those profits back and uh, get right back into that hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, there's not a lot of like top Toyota or anything. Maybe they give us all that once the field is set, but Yeah, let's I think we should review the open odds real quick, just for the hell of it. Let's do it. Um let me see. Go to auto NASCAR open odds. Yeah, like Ty Gibbs is down to two to one now. You can get a better number at a couple other shops, I think, but you know, pay attention. That's Josh wild. Barry plus two seventy five. I think Almarola is a value at four to one. Obviously, we didn't get the best of the number, but he was I think fast. It it's funny because we talked about this, and I was talking about Almarola and Priest. Like Priest's practice session looked like dog crap, but yeah. uh, he was good at the uh, the Bush Clash crap, which is a super mm. short track. I know it's not anywhere near the same surface, but sh- short track. Um, and then Almarola on an outright to be four to one when you have Gibbs and Barry at two, 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 seven, five. Like I would much rather just lay the quarter unit on Almarola. Yeah. Justin Haley over Harrison Burton at minus one ten is pretty interesting. How was the, how are those guys in, let's see here. So Justin Haley was 20th and then 12th after 10 laps and then apparently didn't run. Harrison <laughs> Burton was 15th, 24th, 20th. Yeah, I'm 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 adding that. Uh I like I have a Haley to to top 3 in the open. Um I don't I I think Haley will be fine tomorrow. Um and I'm getting minus 110 on it. So I like that. I think everything else is priced appropriately. Like I like Gibbs over Barry. I like Almirola over Priest, but I don't know that I like any of them. Like I guess the Almirola is not bad, but it's not good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, in a vacuum, I would take Eric Almirola over Ryan Priest pretty much any day, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Gibbs is minus money to the top three now. Almirola plus 125. All right, hold on. While, while we're on here, we'll show you our, or at least my stupidity. I got to figure out how many damn laps this open race is. 
All right, so the open is 100 laps. And we ran 60 for the heat races, and the leader basically ran away with it. Uh-huh. But so to one. I'm curious, what is the tire fall-off going to be? And, like, at what lap are they going to have to change their, their tires? Yeah. You know can what they I mean? Run, because, can they run 100, or do they need to pit? No, absolutely it? not. No way. They have to pit twice? Three That's times? the thing. I'm think I don't I don't know what like we're I think expecting. it'll depend too because I I think if they get cautions, obviously they'll be more aggressive about pitting and mm. giving themselves the best car at the end of the race. But yeah, I think they'll have some decisions to make. I do think though that uh, freshies are going to be extremely important. So you're going to see them anytime there's a caution. Depending, I mean, obviously if they've went five laps, probably not. But they're probably going to be pitting any every single time in order to get a fresh set yeah and i wonder if like the people that make it out of the open if they have to use if those tires impact their their actual race or how that works let me see this i'm pretty sure i freaking they have this somewhere yeah the internet probably full of information we probably <laughs> uh... all right duh, duh, duh. that's really more of a we're, and we're not betting any of these guys that win the open to win the race. So, oh no, I'm not super worried about it. But it is interesting that Almarola jumped so much because he was he was the next tier down after Barry and Priest, and now he's four to one. Yep. I'm happy I have what I have for the open. I have Gibbs to win at four over four to one. I have Haley to top three. You can actually get a little bit better number now. And then I have Haley over Burton. It's interesting that Haley over Burton's pretty close, but then um, the top three numbers aren't super close. I mean, I guess it's sort of close. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't I can't find anything on the salt gravy. Uh, you want to review our cards, give the people a best bet and get out of here. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Brian is much more uh, wise than I am. <laughs> he has Ryan Blaney, he has Christopher Bell, he has Bubba Wallace and Tyler Reddick at 18, 10, 22 and 40 respectively. You can see our units, we're not getting aggressive this week. Um, you know, it, it, it's an all-star race. We want to have some fun, but we're not trying to blow the wad. Uh, Bubba over Kez was his, uh, best bet from earlier in the week and then added Hamlin and over Byron at plus money. Brian Twining, what is your best bet? So I'm going to go, I'm going to go and stick with the Bubba over Keslowski and I'm Do just going to add another unit to that. I just feel right now Bubba is on like a different a different level of what we've seen him in a long time. And he looked good during practice. He looked fine during the heat race. So I, I like him to top uh, Brad K. I like it. I, I stick to your guns. Don't and over. And I'll eat yourself. the, uh, the, uh, the 0. Juice. 0.05 uh, uh, yeah. juice there too. They're on the little extra. Uh, so I added Ryan Blaney at 20 to one after adding him at 18. I have Byron at 10. I have Lars. I have bell at nine and Larson at 11. 
Um, Lagana over Bush was my best bet from earlier in the week. I have Lar- uh, Larson to top three, Blaney to top three, and Reddick to top three. Probably got a little crazy, but these numbers are just way too compelling, so I will uh, I will take advantage of it. I have a couple bets for the Open. I obviously have Ty Gibbs to win at four to one, um, and then Justin Haley to top three at four twenty five. My best bet's actually gonna be for the Open. I'm gonna take Justin Haley over Harrison Burton. Um, minus one ten. You might be able to find better numbers elsewhere. But uh, I like that bet. I think Justin Haley, if he doesn't get in, is right on the cusp of uh, of making it out of the open. So I'm going to dive in on that. Like it? Yeah, give the people a little bit of a, a little bit of a different uh, angle. Um, not that one. Not that one. Or that one. There we go. We did it. We gotta land the plane, Brian Twining. Enjoy the All Star race. Like I said. Uh, Brian and I will try and tweet out some stuff. If you have thoughts on bets you like and you want to get our feedback, let us know in the comments. Good luck on DraftKings if you're going to play this week. Good luck at the betting window if you're getting uh, into it this week. It's an all-star race. Don't overexpose yourself. Try and keep it mellow and uh, have fun with it. So we'll talk to you next time.